0: We're in, um, yes, a psalm uh, series, the Book of the Psalms in the Old Testament, and I love this assignment. Thanks for having me back, by the way. It's been a while. (laughs) Um, I love this assignment. Wow, that was good. Um, I love this assignment because I feel like the psalms are very accessible to a a wide range of human beings trying to encounter God and with a wide range of emotions and life experiences. So this series makes a lot of sense to me because it's so accessible. So um, we are following the lectionary and this is my passage for this morning. And I've been spending uh, spending a couple weeks praying through this particular psalm. And this is only half of the psalm. But as it turns out, I'm going to only spend the focus in like a quarter of the psalm (laughs) because I like to slow down. Um, So I'm going to take you through my process a little bit. Um, And before doing that, I want to name for us all, every generation in the room, young and old, we are first uh, generation of massive distractions. <laughs> All of us, every single one of us, we are a distracted generation and it doesn't even matter what generation we fall into. So when we talk about spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices um, that help us be transformed in the love of God, um, I think it's first important to name where we're starting from, which is distraction. And we came from a place um, a little while back reading a book by Richard Viotas. I think I'm saying his name right. And I was reminded of this um, reality. I underlined it in the book because uh, this sentence in particular, he says, "I sometimes imagine a scenario in which someone is locked inside of a supermarket and they're starving to death. And I feel like our cultural our, our culture and the way um, the ways that we live and go about our lives, spiritually, we have a vacancy because we have not been able to give time to what the spirit, time or attention even, to what the spirit might wanna do in us. And um, he goes on to name the distractions and at the bottom though, it's, there's a little promise. God is committed to our transformation. God is not in the business of simply improving our lives. God wants to infuse them with God's life. Every day, he moves toward us in love, reaching, seeking, and pleading with us to pay attention. This is the essence of contemplative rhythms. And um, this is what I've been kind of sitting with as I've been praying through this psalm. So my process is um, I've learned that I have to find like a half hour or an hour, sometimes two, that was a sabbatical thing. (laughs) But Actually find an hour to sit and like, pray. And there's ways of praying throughout our busy lives. I mean, if you're like me and you see everything is spiritual, that it just never stops. But then there's times where you have to pay attention and really maybe sit down, sit down like in silence. And so my process starts with actually writing out an entire passage. And as I'm writing it, my, my writing's terrible, I'm sorry. You don't have to read that. I'm going to read it for us. But um, as I'm writing it, I actually get stuck on some words, and I pray those words, and I question, and I wrestle with it, and it's like a long process. Um, so. This is a psalm we're going to read. I'm going to read it. Let's stand for the reading of the scriptures. Um, Psalm 33. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise God. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to God a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. God is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice the earth is full of God's unfailing love by the word of the Lord the heavens were made their starry host by the breath of his mouth God gathers the waters of the sea into jars he puts the deep into storehouses let all the earth fear the Lord let all the people of the world revere him for God spoke and it came to be he commanded and it stood firm the Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the people. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of God's heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. The word of the Lord. So, again, if you're like me and you wrestle a bit with, the old, the scriptures, these old ancient sacred texts, the language and the themes, um, I found as I was praying through this psalm that three themes were sticking out to me, and this is not surprising. Music, one of my love languages, the seas because of my love for the ocean and the way that water has been symbolic in my own spiritual journey for years and years and years. And then the nations because there is another psalm where this, the poet is asking the question, why do the nations rage? Because the nations take so much of our attention and our energy and our distraction and our um, oppression and our longings and violence. So the nations are, were a theme for me because sometimes I don't even know how to pray. People are like, oh, pray for your country. I'm like, I, I don't know how to do that. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know what that means anymore. So, these were my themes in, as I was praying through this psalm, and um, I'm gonna land back on music for this morning because of, this, uh, because of what Brayden shared and because of what we're talking about with songs and the way they affect us and move us and transform us. Um, one thing I noticed before I go on about these themes is they're all, they're all like for me, deeply personal. But they were also global. Every human on the Earth can, can say something about music. Every human on the Earth can say something about the ocean, even if it's, I've never been there before, it sounds amazing. Or um, every human on Earth can say what they feel about whatever nation they live in, or whatever oppression they've experienced, or whatever makes war or um, the nation's rage. Um, I need a lot of prayer with that one, with the with the nations. I have a hard time with Christian nationalism and the way that, in this country, the church has, um, <laughs> the direction much of the church has gone with keeping political power in this country. But that's for another day, <laughs> I'm going to move on. Music, oh, before I go on, part of my process too. So there's a Starbucks on Magnolia, and there's a table right next to this big yellow bird. And this yellow bird, if I, if I get this table and I can write, like, write down my, my prayers and my thoughts, I'm like so, so excited to sit by that yellow bird for like two hours because it's just super inspiring. So that's also part of my process. I don't want to forget him. He's very important. <laughs> um, down there. You can go find him. So staying with music. um, I'm going to, I'm just going to be here this morning. There's three verses for us. This psalm is a psalm of orientation. Um, Throughout the book of the Psalms, we've learned that there's psalms of disorientation, where the, the poet is lamenting or in, has a grievance or is being oppressed by an enemy and there's frustration and questioning to God. There are also song, psalms of orientation where it's a praise and it's uh, some sort of establishment. The poet is saying, I am praising God. right? I believe this to be true and this is who I know God to be. And then there's psalms of reorientation. If they've been through disorientation or Trauma, loss, suffering, <laughs> exile, whatever. Reorientation is where the the psalmist is is coming back to this foundation. So this is a foundational psalm of praise. And as I was um, reading it, it's it's like made me think of emotions immediately because it's it's like sing joyfully to the Lord and do these things and like sing a new song. And I I felt like oh no, what if I encounter this psalm and I'm not like that happy in the moment, like this kind of makes me feel like I should be happier about praying these words um, because it is a psalm of praise, and maybe I don't feel like praising God <laughs> when I'm when I come to God in prayer or when I encounter the scriptures. Um, but one of uh, the Walter Walter Brueggemann describes this sort of psalm like a canopy of what's sacred and as a foundation of of the people of faith can always get back here if we have faith in a loving God who has created the world and who is um, moving in our world among us and through us and with us and for us in love This is a place we can get back to it's almost like a home a spiritual home so if we see it like that instead of like oh no like there's a religious person telling me to be happy right now and sing a song of joy like that's that's probably something from our past where we can like maybe re-encounter this psalm and find it um, a spiritual home instead of like a you must be happy right now because you are Religious or you are a Christian um, I stopped here too because uh, I realized I was questioning as I was praying this psalm, is this psalm only for like people in the status quo like living a comfortable life like praise God, thank you for the earth you know all these things and then and then you have to ask yourself what who can pray this prayer, or who can sing a new song, or who can praise God and, or even obey the mandate here to, to sing a new song. Um, and it made me think about people in my life who can pray this prayer and praise God, and they are not of the status quo, and they are not living comfortable lives that we think might like be the ideal life to live. I know, personally, a refugee who praise this prayer and maybe more so than I do. And so it got me thinking about like, I don't know if the status quo would praise God this much because I don't think there's this like huge need for um, people who live in such comfort to actually come back to this foundation and pray, sing a new song. Um, But it is for us, it's for all of us. And um, I know that International Justice Mission which is a global organization that rescues people from slavery, they use the psalms of orientation and of disorientation and of reorientation for the people they've rescued from slavery. And they use these psalms um, in in part of the work they do also with their supporters around the world and the people that can get behind their mission. Um, So it is a song for everyone. It's a song for anyone who can come back to a spiritual home of foundation, of belonging in God. So my question for us today is, can we sing a new song? And that can be metaphorically or literally. So that's your question. Is there a new song for me, not for me, but for you, is ask yourself, is there a new song for me? Um, And I was thinking about a new song, and then I was thinking, well, I wonder if there's a new song for us, if we can sing a new song literally or metaphorically. What are the old songs, and what? how do old songs push us into finding new ones? And I thought of a couple stories. Um, one was this week. So this is the way music affects me. I was doing the dishes on Wednesday night, and I had earphones in, and I was listening to music, because at that time of night, I need energy to get those dishes done, or else I'm going to fall asleep on the sink and like just be done. So I was doing the dishes. And I, a song came on randomly on some long playlist. I wasn't expecting the song. It's Talk by Coldplay. Talk by Coldplay was written in 2005. Talk by Coldplay makes me cry. Cry. And I, I, it's the first few notes of the song where I'm like, oh, oh, this is Talk by Coldplay, and I start weeping. And there's a reason for that. It's not cuz I'm just I I am a crier. <laughs> I can cry, but like I'm not I don't do that for every song. This song is about my brother. And my brother doesn't communicate with me. He lives in Australia. And our relationship is is broken. And we have a lot of relationships in our family that are broken. And talk by Coldplay. Coldplay just makes me cry. So a minute into the song, I am crying uncontrollably. <laughs> and Sasha's, we have a small house, well, small old house, so you can hear everything. Sasha's in, the, in her room, and she walks out. She's like, what is going on, Mom? And she just starts hugging me, and I'm like, oh, I take the music off. And I'm just crying, crying it out. I'm like, Sasha, this song reminds me of my brother, blah, 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 blah. And then she gets it and she, she comforts me. And she's amazing, by the way. She just comforts me. And I cried, I just let it cry. just cried it out. <laughs> and that's an old song. And I can predict now what that song will do to me, right? <laughs> and I know exactly why in the lyrics. Um, there are also times in music where music's old songs surprise us. Like, this this surprised me. I wasn't expecting to go into a deep dive during the dishes. But there's another story I thought of um, with another old song. A year back or so, a couple years back, I had, um, it was before I resigned as a pastor here, and I was, burning out and there was a day where I had been with people all day and you know Conflict and maybe crisis. I don't know what it was, but The Sun was setting we were all at home and I I told Kurt I have got to just leave I I cannot be around another human including my own family right now I just have to leave and I went up on our trail and I hiked and it was at night and I was alone which I love. That doesn't scare me, but I went on the trail. I I got to the end, Um, forgot where our trail is. We did this hike. This is Easter Sunday, 2020. We all, most of us, many of us did this hike. Um, That's where the trail starts. And so a night hike is like this. You're just like, whoa, and a little scary. (laughs) But I was in this moment where I had to do it, because I was just, I was so done with people. I was so done with human beings that day just because of whatever encounter I can't even remember the circumstances and I'm an extrovert. I love people. I I give my energy to people and I I I exchange that energy and I, it's just how how I operate and it it's um So this was a day where I had to shut like shut it down and um I went for my hike and I came back down towards the end of the trail and our dear friend Matt Weaver lives there right at that house at the trailhead and I don't know if you know Matt Weaver. Some of you do. Matt is a character. Matt has more energy than any human I know and that energy, if you're not ready for Matt's energy. you you aren't ready for Matt's energy and he he says this about himself he's like if you're not ready for Matt Weaver you're not you're not really ready ready for Matt Weaver so i come down the trail and knowing the place i was in where i just had to be alone i was like if i see matt and denise right now what am i going to do like i just want to like end this hike get to my car and like go to bed like i just like don't want to see people and sure enough matt and denise are on their balcony and they are having wine and they're being oh they have a relative in town a sister or somebody um and they're being festive and hospitable and they say sonia come on up for a glass of wine and i was like i don't know if i can do this right now because normally i'm like yes let's go like I, i this sounds great but i didn't know if i could do it and um, that shows you, like, the state I was in. I was just done with my day. And um, I gave it a thought. And I I decided, yes, yes, take the gift of hospitality right now. Go up to their balcony and have a glass of wine. and. We were talking up there, having a jolly good time. And um, they had a playlist going. And Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence came on. And that's a song, that's an old song for me. It's just, it's just a beautiful song. I feel like it trans—it just transmits this, um, some sort of truth, like no matter who you are, some human truth. And um, when that song came on, I love music so much, I either dance, sing, or, uh, well, if I don't like the song, I either turn it off, or I start dancing, or I sing, or I um, um, cry. Those are like the things I do with music. So (laughs) this one came on, and I'm like, oh, I have to sing. And Denise was similar. She's like, I have to sing this song. And we started singing this song. And this is our view, remember? This is their view from their house. This is the other side of the trail, but it's very similar. And the song is a slower song. And it builds and it builds. And we sang that song so loud that night. And I'm like, what am I doing right now? This this is like a soul moving experience. And it's because of what song it was. It's because of what's deep within me. And it's because of who I was with and the fact that I was Done, but I wasn't done. I was done with my day, but like there was still a song for me. And so I thought of that story. I'm like, okay, so the old songs, they're in us. We can't undo those songs. We can't undo what these songs do to us, to our souls, to our minds and hearts. But imagining new songs could be hard for us because it's like, well, there's so many good songs already. How could there be a new song? Um, I want to share. An experience that i just had with a new song and it it, it is it is becoming my prayer for this psalm um, by the way hello darkness my old friend like that that feels comfortable for me like that's the simon and garfunkel song <laughs> like for some of us it's easier to just stay in that darkness and there are times when God is ready to just pull us out, like pull us out of this and move us forward. Like we can't just go back to that, hello darkness my old friend, every every time we're in something we don't wanna be in or we're in something we're just frustrated with for months and months and months. And um, I've learned that I can receive a new song. And this new song came out of a nightmare. And I had this nightmare. This is like a month ago. I'm not going to tell you the nightmare because that, (laughs) I don't want all of us to have a nightmare. But it was 3.30 in the morning, um, specific people, specific places, and a very specific threat on my life and on people I love from what was explicitly demonic in this nightmare. It was all very clear to me. And it was so clear to me that when I woke up crying and afraid, I had to write it down, I had to cry, and I had to, like, pray myself back to sleep. And the nightmare stopped me my tracks because it was very um, easily interpretable <laughs> symbolism. And I thought it was uh, an acute warning. And within three hours, so I, I made it back to sleep. I, um, I got to wake up at 6 a.m. like I normally do with Sasha. And when I woke up at 6 a.m., I was still very afraid from this nightmare. And I was crying. <laughs> and I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And, again, Sasha's like, what is wrong? <laughs> and, like, it's not like I'm always crying in my house. Like, these are just stories, but um, very human human stories for me right now in this season. But um, I explained it to her, and then I decided by 6.30, I'm like, I need comfort. Sasha's comforting, but she leaves for school, and then I'm, I have this little window of time by myself. I'm like, I need comfort. And I, I'm not super great at loving, like, Commercialized Christian music. That's just a hard genre for me to like go choose my song Um, But I do like the musicians the brilliance and I have a Pandora station and I'll put it on and I I felt like I needed Comfort I needed like Christian music to comfort me and so I put the brilliance's Pandora station on and Randomly because that's what Pandora is. It's random the the first song that comes on is called "I had a Dream," and it's by Strahan. It's an old song, but it was new to me, okay and I'm not going to read these lyrics right now. you can read them because I will cry, <laughs> but i I had heard the song before it never jumped out at me and then. When I saw the title, I realized, oh no, here we are. This is for me right now. This is the first song for me to comfort me right now. Like That's what I asked for, right? That was my prayer, comfort me. So there's a new song. And then when I actually dialed into the lyrics, I just started, I couldn't, I just couldn't, the tears were flowing and flowing. And at that point, these tears, instead of being the emotion of fear, they were comfort. Like there was this sudden shift in my emotion, like I'm not afraid anymore. This was actually a comforting nightmare because this is comforting. These words are comforting and I didn't choose this. And I did pray and this is an answer to prayer. And it was this moment of um, kind of surrender to a new song, and then as I read the lyrics, I'm like, and this is actually a song I can sing. (laughs) This has everything to do with how this year has gone for me. This has everything to do with what my life experiences have been in the last few years. And um, it's like I accepted this new song. And so when I got back to praying through the psalm that we're in this morning, Psalm 33, Sing to the Lord a joyful song, sing a new song. I got, I actually got a new song. And I, I started listening to this song every day ever since that dream. And it was really comforting. And so as I've been praying through Psalm 33 about a new song, I'm asking myself, like, OK, that was literal. I got a literal new song. and I, wasn't expecting it. Metaphorically, what are the new songs being offered to us that, are, that might be right in front of us, that might be like a change in us, a transformation from fear or irrelevancy or um, anger, even righteous anger, some sort of transformation into something new, like a way forward even though those emotions are real, and even those life experiences that give us those emotions are real, like what, what does the spirit want to do or how does the spirit want to like shift us? And if we're asking for these things in prayer, like do we are we open enough? Are our hearts open enough or are they hardened? Because I could have been so hardened by that dream <laughs> that I, could have just sh- like shut it all down that day and not done anything. I could have stayed in bed. I wanted to stay in bed. Um, but I think because my heart was open enough to, I mean, randomly, this little Pandora song, it sounds so cheesy, but it, was, <laughs> it meant the world to me. And there are very ordinary things around us. Music that people have written, Like i'm so curious about why this guy wrote this song you know like what was going on because did you have a dream did you have a conversation with god did you wrestle with god through a nightmare that was explicitly like out to get you (laughs) maybe so i um as we receive a actually a command from the scriptures to sing joyfully to the Lord, because it is fitting for the righteous to praise God. Sing to God a new song. Play skillfully. Use your skills. What if we use our skills? I think I do, like, this is no secret here, but like, I've had several dreams where I've been able to interpret them and pray and move forward in something. And um, that's actually a skill. (laughs) So it's not surprising that this is a language uh, that I can receive from God and then wrestle with God in it. Like, it's um, part of my spiritual journey, and I didn't choose it. And there are invitations in this psalm. God loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of God's unfailing love. Like, this is our orientation as human beings as children of God, can these new songs lead us back into that place of orientation, into that sacred canopy of who we belong to, where we belong? Um, And the personal lesson for me, as as we close, is always, always, always about slowing down, always. My personal lesson, as an activator, as someone who, a doer, someone who's out and about, always getting things done. Hi kids, welcome back. My personal lesson is always about slowing down. And I was gifted again with um, a quote from a reading. I hope I'm saying his name right. Bio Akomolafe. He's a philosopher and an activist and a writer. And this was a gift I got, as well, as I got my way through this psalm these last two weeks. Slowing down is about lingering in the places we are not used to, seeking out new questions, becoming accountable to more than what rests on the surface, seeking roots. Slowing down is taking care of ghosts, hugging monsters, There were monsters in that nightmare. Um, Sharing silence, like that time on the hill with Matt and Denise. Sharing a song of silence with energy I wasn't ready for, but we got it, we got to sing the song of silence. Um, Embracing the weird. There's a lot weird in in my journey right now, and I'm trying to embrace it. The idea of slowing down is not about getting answers. It is about questioning our questions. It is about staying in the places that are haunted. And this is from a slower urgency. We will dance with mountains from his book. And um, welcome back, babies. Praying this psalm helped me to ask different questions. And 2022, for me, was a question of what's next? And 2023 is, instead of what's next, it's what's now. So there's a a transformation in my own questioning. Um, And as we encounter these psalms this season, honestly, I think we can ask ourselves, what's now? Like, what is now? What does this scripture have for me right now. And for some of us, that might be a nightmare. For some of us, it might be a dream come true or a miracle like Brayden. Um, So that's, that's my song, my song for today. I had a final image, and this is a good image. Kids and adults. I just read a quote about embracing what's weird or embracing something new, a new song. Um, This week at Interior Services, uh, some of Kurt's team members uh, walked outside. No, they they didn't walk outside. They got to work early, because that's what they do. They got to work real early one morning this week. And they noticed a massive and very sophisticated graffiti job on their building. That's our building now. <laughs> so believe me, when, when something new appears, like overnight, all the guys, all the team members, they're just like, whoa, like they're just, what? Like this is so sophisticated, how do they do this? Is it on the cameras? Does Santa Fe Middle School have it on their cameras? Like how they do that. It's, it's almost a little miracle of miracles. Um, and of course, they're all curious. They're like, what does this mean? Like, what territory? What What is going on? Is this, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Like, who are these people? They get on Google. They try and figure out the meaning. They're all excited by it in a strange way, but also like cautious. It's like kind of violating. This is our building and kind of exciting because it's something new and Huge curiosity, and I'm not—I'm not encouraging all the you know street art for the little ones, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> so interior services is singing a new song this week. They are wondering, hmm. Well, <laughs> who knows? Whoever these guys are, whatever this means, this is a new thing. It's mysterious. Maybe they'll meet the artist someday. Who knows? Maybe they won't. They're not going to You're not going to take it down, are you? It's pretty cool. It's, it's, our it's, on our neighbor's wall. it's on your neighbor's wall. That's your neighbor's building. How did your neighbor feel about it? They're not around. <laughs> so anyway, imagine something new in your life. It doesn't isn't there? not that. <laughs> but it might be art. It might be a song. It might be a poem. It might be a dream. And I'm going to close with that. Thank you so much.